0: Today on CityCast Philly, the city landed a huge honor. We're officially certified welcoming, a title given by Welcoming America, a national nonprofit that promotes economic opportunities for immigrants. But what does this certification actually mean for the city and our immigrant communities? It's Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Amy Aosepio, e. you're the executive director of the city's Office of Immigrant Affairs. Haven't we, as in the city, haven't we always been welcoming to immigrant communities?
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, the city of Philadelphia um, has very much been a welcoming city for immigrant communities for, I'd say, for probably even a couple of decades. But I think what we've learned even through this recent process is like there's different depth of welcoming. Right. And there's um, it's on a continuum. Right. Like you never like fully arrive. And so this is kind of like our most recent iteration of like getting further along that continuum to being more welcoming for immigrant communities.
0: Why are we getting this certification now?
1: So, the Office of Immigrant Affairs became a permanent city office in 2019. And uh, we really set out to kind of examine how to set a strategic plan around immigrant inclusion and immigrant integration. And then a uh, pandemic happened. And so all plans went left. Uh, yeah. It went really <laughs> to crisis response. Yeah. But honestly, in a way, during that time, I think the crisis of COVID for many communities of color, for many communities experiencing any level of inequity, it really brought things to a focus. It's like, are we going to keep people alive or not? And so I think even things like language access and the way racial inequities play out like in real time really came to a head. Mm. And we were more willing to experiment with new kinds of programs, new kinds of outreach. And so at the beginning of 2022, I applied um, to begin the process with Welcoming America for us to become certified welcoming. It was a year long process because they um, require us, well one, they had to do technical assistance to us to orient us to something they call the welcoming standard that has like seven different areas of what does it mean to be a welcoming city Things like government leadership, education, economic development, with very specific indicators of like, do you have a program that ensures immigrant victims of crime know their rights? Um, Interesting. Yeah. So very, very detailed things. We had to complete a self-assessment. We had to provide evidence of our compliance with these indicators. And then they did an external review of that, including um, three-day
0: on-site audit back in November. Yeah. So, Amy, they basically did an audit of our city policies and services that are happening right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, how how did we fare? We, we fared OK,
1: right? We fared very well. Um, I'm not going to front. I, I got nervous because as you started, you know, with this podcast, I'm like, oh, well, we are a very welcoming city. We have a number of really amazing initiatives, some longstanding, some newer and more innovative Um, but I was, when I started this process, I was confident we would come out well. Um, and then once I got into the nitty gritty details of each of the indicators, I'm like, Ooh, these are, (laughs) because we might, for example, um, I was introduced to a term earlier this week, policy, um, placebo. So sometimes we might have a policy in place, but is it actually being enforced and is it being enforced consistently? Or does it require having an, a champion inside a particular city agency to make sure that a policy is actually moving forward? So it's it's been really interesting. Um, I myself, as a daughter of immigrants, I'm like, there's things I know anecdotally, but even this process has been really interesting to kind of push further to really think about inclusive policy and inclusive programming. I think it comes off as like city of Philadelphia, almost as if like it's um, the government, right? The municipal government side of things. But it really isn't. What really struck me was that we accomplished a certification because it really does take all of us. Um, Some of the programs that were highlighted in our certification um, report include things that are being led by different nonprofit organizations, um, different immigrant leaders, like innovative stuff happening on the ground that then the city becomes aware of and might support. But it really it was just a really beautiful moment and actually one of my partners earlier this week highlighted you know we especially as immigrant leaders um this is wolfie jabate of the african cultural alliance of north america ACANA, um, an organization based in southwest philadelphia he's like he's like we just do the work we just do the work and we you know meet with city departments to advocate for the needs of our community And it wasn't until he was sitting in the interview for the certification audit and sharing about his work that he realized, like, we've come a really long way. Like, we've made so many gains over, again, like the decades.
0: There are so many varying communities as well. And each community is different and unique in its own way. So how do you kind of run this certification audit, so to speak, and make sure that you include everyone? I have to say from the moment I started in this role,
1: that has been the biggest challenge and like the ongoing challenge. In the city of Philadelphia, we have some, um, our immigrant population is roughly 15% of the city's population. So just over 230,000 residents. And that's foreign born. That doesn't even include like children of immigrants who have a lot of adjacent related issues. Mm -hmm. But, um, if you just take the foreign born population, the diversity is so vast. (laughs) I'm talking about um, if even like one, of course, like countries of origin, it's we run the gamut, right? We have Latin American communities, Asian Pacific Islander communities, African and Caribbean communities. We have a growing uh, Eastern European community or some people might call it um, Eurasian community. There's different terminology that gets utilized but it's, it's growing communities, right? So there's countries of origins, then there's languages spoken, religions, practice, and even things like um, education and income levels. So that's one of my favorite data points to share. Um, according to a Pew report from 2018, the immigrant community is literally in thirds. About one third of the immigrant community in Philadelphia is highly educated with advanced degrees from their countries of origin about a third has a high school diploma and about a third has less than a high school diploma. Those are totally different needs. When you think about like, if each of them are the breadwinners in their family, right. From things like workers rights and, and, you know, like uh, day labor issues to getting um, uh, accreditation of international degrees, like totally different issues. And so One of the benefits of the the certified welcoming process, one of of the areas in which we did not comply um, with their standard is having a welcoming plan or like a community-wide integration plan. And so that's actually one of our
0: charges on the heels of this. Yeah, and speaking of that, across the state, our sister city, Pittsburgh, Is also a welcoming city. I read that they have a welcoming Pittsburgh roadmap, so to speak. It spells out, you know, the steps that the city is taking to be more welcoming. They have things like translating key city documents, creating more youth programs. And so, with that, how will Philly develop our own citywide plan? Does it require other agencies and departments to kind of get on board and, and help your office? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So
1: I actually work very, uh, coordinate very closely and have a great relationship with with my counterparts in in Pittsburgh. So shout out to Faye over there and her team. But yeah, they, they have uh, what I think is a really neat uh, roadmap. And so I'm actually, one of my um, charges is to learn a little bit about what process they went through in order to develop their roadmap. But what I envision is um, an opportunity to bring together city departments and city leaders, as well as um, immigrant leaders, mm-hmm. nonprofit leaders, even private sector as well. Because I think we, one of the areas that came out of our audit was that we, an area of opportunity was to better include the business community, the corporate community. And it makes total sense because as we think of things like workforce development and um, how do we, better develop those pipelines. And I think it takes all of us. Um, and so what I envision in, in the coming months um, is us bringing together different stakeholders to figure out what are those top goals um, and priorities and what role people want to play in, in the development of that plan. And, and not just developing the plan, but carrying it out and actually implementing it
0: and because you you mentioned that what are some of the other more pressing needs for immigrant communities
1: i'd say uh, there's some ish- needs that are across the board and then there are other needs that might be pre- you know specific to particular communities or may present in nuanced ways in different communities across the board for sure Access to employment um, and like, you know, thriving wages is is an issue for all immigrant communities, regardless of education levels, because of different barriers, whether it be people who don't have who who do not yet have work authorization for whatever reason, or people who might have a professional expertise that they're unable to utilize because their degrees are not being acknowledged. But then there's things that really impact all residents of Philadelphia, but just manifest differently in immigrant communities. So issues of like public safety, for example, um, there has been uh, an increase. You know, immigrant communities are living all over Philadelphia, and um, are also being impacted by gun violence, by children being impacted by bullying. Um, it looks a little bit different in different communities. So for example, over the last two three years with COVID pandemic and increasing perception of um, China virus. Um, The Asian community in Philadelphia has really felt an uptick in violent, not just crimes, it's not always a crime, but like even bias incidents against them from other Philadelphia residents, Mm. right? Um, Similar issues too, like in different communities live in different neighborhoods too. So there's uh, all kinds of immigrant communities in the Northeast. There's some communities in South Philly, some in Southwest and, All of them experience public safety in a different way. And then education becomes a big, um, and I'd say health issues, too, are both big areas. Because um, education and health systems need to sensitize to the needs of immigrant communities, right? Basic things like language access, but then even deeper things like just cultural sensitivity and how people might present or share, taking it seriously and investigating it. Um, again, so much gets lost when language access is not provided. Um, if folks are not coming speaking English, or they might speak English, but like a very basic English. So there's an assumption that the person is understanding because they might be having a conversation with you. But it doesn't mean that they understand medical terminology in English. <laughs> right. um, Right. So those are some of the issues too that I expect to to be reflected in in a, a community
0: wide plan. Like yeah, so, I read um, that in the, yeah, I read that on the Welcoming Center uh, website, um, and about how it's not just about opportunities too; it's about integration as well, or you know, an understanding from both sides. Whether you've right. born and raised in Philly, to you know, you recently came, just like understanding each other in a, in a better way. Going back to the certification, Amy, could Philly ever lose its welcoming status? Yes. So the
1: certification lasts three years and we will be expected to recertify. Um, we would have to begin the process in 2025 in order to retain our, our certification. But yeah, but if if um, we don't go through the process of recertification, we w- we would lose our certified welcoming designation. I could not imagine anyone letting that lapse. I hope, you know, we have enough like a uh, community accountability to, to, to hold City accountable.
0: Amy Aosapio, Executive Director of the City's Office of Immigrant Affairs, thank you so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. Thank you for inviting me today. To get updates from the Office of Immigrant Affairs, go to philagovernor slash OIA. We'll have a link in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Governor Josh Shapiro delivered his first budget address yesterday. According to Spotlight PA, Shapiro's $44.4 billion proposal includes new spending for public schools and student services, permanent funding for public defenders and preserving some pandemic era benefits like free school breakfast for all students, among other things. The spending deal would need to be approved by June 30th. Back in Philly, today is Joe Frazier Day, named after Philly's smoking Joe Frazier, who knocked out Muhammad Ali on March 8th, 1971. According to the Philadelphia Tribune, Frazier and Ali were both undefeated heavyweight champions, but it was Frazier who prevailed in the 15th round. Now, council member Kenyatta Johnson, along with Frazier's family, will honor him at 3 p.m. at Xfinity Live in South Philly. Frazier's statue is also outside of Xfinity Live. This event is free and open to the public. And Nick's Roast Beef, located on Cotman Avenue in northeast Philly, has closed. According to 6ABC, owners said they weren't able to reach a lease agreement with the landlord. This location had been open since the early 1970s. The Knicks on Woodhaven Road will stay open. It's time for the tip of the day, where we share a life hack for living in Philly. Are you trying to start a garden or a compost pile and want some free stuff? The Fairmount Park Organic Recycling Center located at 3850 Ford Road, gives out free mulch, compost, and wood chips. Philly residents can get up to 30 gallons of free organic materials. If you have a tip of the day, we'd love to hear from you too. Call or text us at 215-259-8170. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed the show, share this with a family member. Rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. A national... A national... (laughs)